Virtual reality is typically a solo experience, but one startup wants to make it a place where you can connect with your friends, which could come as a relief with millions of people still in lockdown. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET's mobile guru, Shara Tipkin. Thanks for joining me, Shara. Thanks for having me. So you had a chance to check out this startup, XR Space's new VR experience. Just quickly summarizing it, what is it and how does it differ from everything else that's out there? So the main point with XR Space is they're trying to make virtual reality social. So if you think about the way VR works right now, you put on these big goggles, you're kind of in your own world. You can play games, you can watch things, um, you know, kind of do different things that's mostly on your own or, you know, against a computer or, you know, someone else far away. Um, but the idea is that you can go into this virtual world with your family and your friends and hang out with people or your coworkers and kind of recreate the real world except digitally. Right. And the, the hardware, does it differ from what we've seen with Oculus, with Rift? Like, what does it look like? How does it feel? The biggest difference is the color, honestly. Uh, they have a couple versions. One is orange. The other is white. They're plastic. Uh, when I tried it last year in September, they said, oh, yeah, we did a lot to make sure this was more comfortable and more more lightweight and all of these things that you want in a VR headset. But when I tried it, it still felt bulky to me. It made my eyes water. Um, you know, I've never been very comfortable in VR and that was the experience that I had with this as well. They said they've made some changes to it since I saw it, like improving the cushioning inside the headset. But the hardware design is the same as what I saw uh, last fall. So they have a lot of huge plans to really improve this. But right now, it is still very similar to the VR goggles that are already out there. All right. And, when, and beyond the hardware, looking at that, the software and the experience of it, uh, seeing as you're one of the few reporters who actually got a chance to try this, what was it like? What was And how did that social element work? They have this world that they call Manova. At least I think that's how you pronounce it. Manova. Uh, and they're... So the way it was when I tried it, uh, you, you put on the headset and then you... When you start, you for me, I was kind of in my private living room and you have you're an avatar that they will design to look like you. So it will be you in this world. And I started I was in like my living room and it was a private space. I could sit on the couch and watch a movie and it'll look like it's on a huge TV and while I was in there, there was another exec in there with me. And so he was showing me around some of the different experiences. So you'll have private spaces like your living room or like a conference room. They are hoping to recreate kind of those like water cooler conversations or, you know, hopping into a quick meeting and hoping to take away the issues that you have with something like Zoom where everybody talks over each other. And, you know, I don't know how many times on Zoom calls you hear, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. It's really hard to figure out who's talking because you're not seeing the physical context of what's going on. So this is something that could help with that. And then there's also these public spheres that you could go into. So the idea is that there will be app developers who make these. So it, it's not like these are all XR space designed experiences, but there will be like 
they're so for instance, they're working with a Taiwanese baseball um, organization to broadcast live games. So you could be sitting in the stands and there'll be other people sitting in the stands. So it's like you're at a real game or there will be uh, um music venues, uh, you know, you could go to a concert, you can sit in the best seats or, uh, you know, go to some of these other virtual storefronts or take an English class for people who are in Taiwan. This is coming in Taiwan first. So it's kind of all of these different realms to recreate basically the real world, but in VR. And the, and the idea here is if you're sitting in, say, that baseball game, you can also, I guess you can interact with the other people in the in the game, in the like in the stands next to you, or is that how it's social? Yeah, I think that that's the idea. I didn't get to see a demo of something like a baseball game. I did see a basketball game, and it was a real basketball game. It wasn't like a digital game where people are pet playing and it's avatars versus avatars. It was a real basketball game. And I could say, say, you know, center court, but then you could also change your viewpoint. So that that's kind of one of the things that people really like about VR and sports is you can feel like you're part of the action. Like, yeah, maybe you would normally be sitting in the nosebleed seats, but when you're in VR, you can zoom yourself to the center court line or, um, you know, get see replays quickly or see it from a different angle and all of these things that are not possible when you're really there to kind of add them and make it more attractive to do these things in VR. Gotcha. And XR space is also notable because of the pedigree of its CEO. I mean, tell me about who started this company. Peter, Peter Chow, the, um, the CEO and co-founder of HTC started this. This is his latest company. He's working on um, really changing VR. So when he was at HTC, he invented or he helped make the first Android smartphone. Now he uh, is trying to focus on VR. And his vision is that eventually VR could replace the smartphone. He kind of had an ambitious timeline, which I don't really think is probably realistic. He said, you know, three to five years, which I don't think anybody is actually predicting that. But eventually he thinks we're going to live in glasses. You'll just have these lightweight glasses on and you can instead of, you know, kind of text messaging or or, um, you know, talking on a, on the phone or going in these different apps, you could be in kind of this world all the time, but also add augmented reality. So you're in the real, real world as, all, as well. So you're not just like have a headset on all the time, you know, closed off in VR. Gotcha. And, and so how you mentioned before this is launching Taiwan, like how, how much will this cost and where is it actually launching? So there's going to be three versions. There's going to be a Wi-Fi version, a 4G model and a 5G model. And the idea is so the the Wi-Fi version is going to be five ninety nine. They didn't talk about pricing for like 4G or 5G models because I think those will vary based on whatever carrier supports them. I would assume they're probably going to cost more because 5G is still expensive right now. And whenever you add cellular to something like an iPad, it makes it cost more because their their ads cost. But the idea is that carriers could also subsidize this. So first, we're going to see it in Taiwan. And then it's going to come to Deutsche Telekom in Germany. And then after that, we'll have to see where it comes. But it will launch in the third quarter, first in Taiwan. And um, 
XR Space is talking to tons of different carriers around the world, and I assume they'll be talking to even more now. VR has kind of struggled a bit, and with all of us having to stay at home and social distance and and find ways to adapt to being part of the world but being away from people, VR is kind of starting to look a little more attractive. And for a lot of these carriers, with 5G coming, they've made this huge investment. And just saying, hey, you can download things faster isn't necessarily a reason to upgrade a phone. So they need products that actually show, hey, look at these cool things that you can do with 5G. And this would be something that they could hold up and say, hey, look at this. This is a really cool 5G thing. You should buy it. This is why you should have a 5G plan. I think we're probably going to see more carriers get on board with this and really, um, you know, really push it with their customers and do a lot of marketing around VR and 5G. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, VR definitely is is sort of taking its shots after a lot of hype. Uh, There's some questions about whether or not it was really viable, but it's really having a moment right now. The Oculus Quest is a hot item right now. I'm curious how, in your mind, how this experience, XR Space, compares with the Oculus Quest. Because um, I know this is it's actually more expensive than the Quest, right? Yeah, so it's about $200 more than the Quest. So I haven't personally used the Quest. I've used other Oculus headsets, so I can't really describe the way it feels or the experience. They are very similar. And, um, you know, XR Space is really pushing the social aspect first. And one of the biggest things with XR space is that there are not controllers. Your hands are the controllers. So when you're in this virtual world, the way you kind of navigate around is you use your pointer finger and you you kind of use it to point at things. And then when you lower your, your finger, it kind of like zooms you over to those things. And it's pretty easy to figure out. Like at first I was kind of like, I don't know quite what I'm doing, but I have a lot of issues personally with controllers. Like I was never a gamer. So not having to hold something in my hands and remember, oh crap, the X button does whatever. And shoot, I push the A button or whatever. Uh, Everything is just with your hands. And that's a huge difference. And the Quest is getting hand controls this week, actually, but you're still going to have a controller for most things. There's going to be some games and some apps, whereas XR Space, the idea is everything is with your hands, though they are going to have an optional controller for things that you would need a controller for, like maybe some games or things like that. Right, right. Things where you need a little bit more precise control. Yeah, and I, I didn't see a controller or try that, so I don't know exactly what that experience will be like. But the idea is this isn't just for people who are really into VR and gamers and early tech adopters. This is for the mass market. I, you know, I don't think that my parents are going to be comfortable with something like this at this point, but maybe I would be. Whereas for me, gaming and VR is not, not very... Um, simple or seamless for me at this point, but maybe something where it's more social and, um, you know, more when you're using your hands, it might be something that is attractive to more people. Yeah, for sure. At this point, I think we could all use anything that could give us a little bit more of a social element in our lives. That's a wrap. You can check out Char's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.